0: uk time gmt plus one it's always confusing but hey welcome thank you for joining us to where are we episode 31 of run chat live um great i've been really looking forward to this while i say that but i have because today marks the first time we're going to have um two guests um on at the same time double the the value for the price you pay which is nothing so it's still nothing but yeah two great people who um i'm really excited to um start this inaugural double guest three-way kind of uh episode and um, we will mention them in a second first of all um if you haven't heard it already um jeff Gordet's one two weeks ago has claimed the uh, the highest uh, number of downloads actually i won't tell you the number because size is not that important always but yeah if you haven't checked out jeff's yet it was all about um the importance of uh the relevance of training for 5k um, as opposed to just concentrating on the kind of more famous marathons and, and half marathons. And um, there's some fantastic uh, information and analogies in there, particularly the window blind moment, which I was talking about today with our guests, the idea of uh, a window blind. Um, and if you're always kind of uh, training for the bigger distances, the kind of sexier races, you're always doing those long runs. And then all you're doing is you're putting one side of the window blind. So your blinds going up. If you're not devoting enough time to the 5Ks, to the short, to the intervals, to the fart legs, to this kind of more intense work, then you're not pulling up the other side and you're not getting the most out of your body's capacity, which I thought was a brilliant analogy. Um, I do love talking to uh, running coaches for that very reason. Uh, but anyway, so that was Jeff uh, for two weeks ago in episode 30. If you haven't checked it, then it's available as always on runchatlive.com. Um, if you want to watch the video, it's on YouTube. You've got the podcast and all the normal places um we'll have a quick mention for our sponsors uh, brighton beer company um but there's also that beard special which is uh, also got loads of hits more than i expected which was fun well, i talked um to the founder there lloyd um which is great that's always still available um so yeah i've, I've had some great feedback actually about people listening to the podcast on their runs uh which is great um, I'm personally I need music on my runs or nothing I can't otherwise I'm concentrating on what they're saying and I just lose that kind of point of contact but if you are digging the podcast on your runs and that's great news um, I had some lovely feedback from Brad Whitley who's a therapist a physical therapist in Seattle who recently got a qualifier for Boston 2020 which was great he was doing what was it called the Jack and Jill marathon in Washington so shout out to Brad thank you for um supporting us and i'm really glad that yeah the podcast fueled you on your way to getting that boston qualifier it's great it's fantastic feedback and indeed thank you for everybody who's left reviews especially on uh, apple podcasts and itunes because that really that's how these podcasts reach more people it's that simple uh, they got the monopoly apple so if you really want to help us and reach more runners then go to itunes if you're on android or go to your um, apple podcast kind of uh, app if you're using an iphone and just leave us a rating um and and a review that'd be great right that said and done enough of that um today this three-way the first well yeah the first uh, live on camera well not first live on camera the first with two men um is with malcolm sloan and uh mike james mike james is is again it's actually this the, the first time we've had a guest come back so he is setting history now uh you will know him probably as the endurance physio um absolutely uh, huge on social media and rightfully so um puts out some cracking material all the time um, and the great thing about mike is it's not just his own material he's always putting out quality stuff from other people um, and it's always a pleasure to chat and um, to somebody of that caliber so mike will be joining us um and guest number two is mr malcolm sloan um who is the founder of sports injury fix um who again a lot of therapists will be familiar with because rapidly it's becoming um the piece of software to use when it comes to publicizing yourself on the internet um, for letting what we're going to talk about basically how to stand out from the crowd especially if you're kind of looking for a representative who's going to be kind of bigging you up and making things easier for you um, supporting you especially if you're kind of evidence-based and you've got something you know really good service to provide um, so yeah the title today is going to be uh, runners how to uh, find a therapist but also therapists how to find your runners so that's it and done without further ado i'll give a little five second countdown to uh, mike james and there we go gentlemen hello We've hello got, uh, thank you both of you for joining yeah. us today thank you um, and giving up your time um so let me just get rid of that caller for a sec fantastic um a big one today hopefully is if you are watching us obviously i've encouraged people online to watch us live because uh whether you're a therapist or a runner we kind of want to get some questions as well it's all very well us discussing and talking about what you know makes a great therapist and and how you can reach runners and runners how you can find therapists but we want some questions we want to hear from therapists and runners as well so if you are watching live if you join us then do feel free to write something in the comment box um let's start off with this is going to be like groundbreaking thing i've got two guests here so i've got to try not to leave either of you behind let's start off with mike okay malcolm you happy happy sitting in the background for a second Always. uh we talked about this earlier we thought mike would be the one who would feel a little bit in fear because of various reasons and And body proportion But mike we'll start off with you um sports therapist and a physiotherapist which i thought was a good way of starting because i'm keen to know why you why you did both did you feel you need to has it given you more work would you recommend it far away
1: yeah so um it's a bit of a a non-traditional journey so as many people know my background predominantly was military um coming from a strength conditioning a fitness and exercise science background So when I crossed over into therapy, I did a sports rehabilitation degree. And if I'm honest, I thought that was enough. It it gave me all the skills I needed. It probably because I worked explicitly in sport or with really athletic populations. um, I thought that was better placed for me than a physiotherapy degree. And I was quite happy with the skill set I had. I was quite happy doing the work I was doing. But as I grew a profile, as I grew a bit of a reputation and job offers were coming in, People assumed I was a physio. So I was getting offered jobs that because of traditional hierarchy, a uh, little bit of outdated thinking in my mind, these were uh, physio definitive jobs. If you were a physio, then you weren't getting them. So jobs that I was getting offered were then getting retracted because I wasn't a physio, um, despite the skill set that they wanted being, being what they'd seen in me uh, evidently. So when I left the military, it was a case of I needed to do a physio degree or I did a pre-reg master's physio degree to get that tick in the box just to be labelled a physio. Um, Now, it's something that's helped me because obviously I branded myself as that. But if I'm honest, and I've said this on multiple shows now to people that actually I don't think I personally learned too much. I didn't gain many skills from from that course whether it was because i was older because i'd been working in therapy for about a decade and a half by that point i don't know um is it something i would recommend everyone needs to do absolutely not um i hope and i think that it was just bad timing and age on my part i think 10-15 years from now the sports therapy and the sports rehabilitation world will have broken down some of those outdated barriers and their access to the best jobs and the pay those jobs will be much easier and more appropriate um maybe people now would benefit from doing it what i would suggest is is i think regardless of your therapeutic training background cross-skilling and educating other skills is a definite thing that most people should do my background was done out of necessity because of time in and generations really
0: yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, speaking as a sports therapist from the beginning, well, massage therapist, well, and actually strength and conditioning, then massage and then sports therapy. I always had that, especially in the early days, that kind of like uh, fear that I wasn't qualified enough. And I played around with it. I went through my, I want to be a diet, podiat- no, an osteopath stage, a podiatrist stage. Basically, when I met another professional, I wanted their certificate. And I think a lot of therapists go through that fear, that kind of like... Uh, um what's it imposter syndrome which i think is kind of something we shouldn't fear um it's healthy to actually fear that you don't know anything because it helps you realize you don't know everything and like you say that helps you communicate and talk to other people and um malcolm on sports injury fix you've you've got a mixture of therapists yeah it's not just physios was it all the was that always the case and the intention or
2: yeah very much so yeah very much so um so it basically covers the, the seven main professions. So uh, physiotherapy, uh, chiropractic, osteopathy, sports therapy, podiatry, sports rehabilitation, sports massage, soft tissue. Um, and that was deliberate um, in order to be inclusive because, uh, yeah, personally, I'm not a I'm not a therapist myself. Uh, you can't see all of me, but I'm a scrawny bloke uh, made a glass that keeps breaking himself. Uh and having lived all over uh, the country, um, then I've seen all the different professions um, and the consistent thing. You know, you were talking there about that um, the imposter syndrome of people who perhaps aren't a physio or or aren't an osteopath feeling um, not as worthy as the others. Um, Likewise, there's definitely something to be said for appreciating the skill sets that each of those therapies have. and making the public aware as to what that is and actually at times it's more appropriate to go and see a sports massage therapist for example rather than perhaps paying twice the price um, for half the service seeing a physio because it's not their core skill set Mm.
0: what was your was it your own personal injury because you come from a sporting background only you've done your iron man i think you did and triathlons and stuff and was it through necessity that you realized we needed some kind of online system which would put all these different skill sets together or
2: yeah like most businesses to be honest um you know you, you set it up because of your own personal need and problem um so yeah I've lived uh I mentioned before lived all over was uh, you know living and working in London doing the whole city lifestyle um working in finance and civil service and then playing a lot of football <laughs> injuries started to mount up um getting frustrated around not being able to find what I wanted as we got a bit older then got into running uh my brother tried to bet me that I couldn't beat his marathon time so being a classic younger brother then I had to accept and that got me into running uh and then moved to Wales and got roped into doing Ironman Wales so yeah suddenly running marathons and Ironman as well as football then injuries are a part and parcel of that um and then it was just from my own side i found it bonkers that um if i went to the nhs sometimes got brilliant service like my cousin up in glasgow is uh, an nhs physio and she's an ironman triathlete so you see her the service is wonderful in other places you'll wait 60 days to see somebody you'll be with them for 10 minutes you'll get a list of generic exercises and it won't be very helpful at all so more and more people are going private but then if you go private you're there going, well, I'm a runner and I've hurt my knee, but yet I'm asked to know whether I should see a physio, a chiro, an osteo, a sports therapist, a sports massage therapist, et cetera, et cetera. And it just just doesn't doesn't make sense. And you chat to a lot of therapists and they're all there trying to justify and explain why, you know, what the differences are and how one's better than the other, et cetera. When certainly I was there and maybe I'm just a bit thick and simple, um, but I was just there going, can no one just talk to me and say, I'm a runner, and I you know I understand running and I understand knee injuries because I wasted so much time and money seeing people that would tell me to stop running, tell me that running was bad for your knees, and we all know that's been proven that the evidence is actually the opposite of that um, and then yeah, the more people I spoke to, the more people had the same problem challenges issues, views, so then thought, okay, well, is there something we can do just to try and try and solve this and yeah very much started as a a free website to be helpful rather than thinking oh we'll start this as a business and try and make it massive it was uh yeah let's let's make it helpful and and go from there
0: yeah and I think the success has kind of definitely kind of shown that there was a need there um, and everything you say is I hope that resonates with runners listening to this um is very confusing who do I go and see um do i go and see a chiropractor uh, and is this what a chiropractor does And do i go and see an osteopath because this is what apparently an osteopath does is it a physio a sports therapist um mike you've kind of mixed you mixed with a lot of different uh, professionals from different um, disciplines um how would you explain to imagine there's a runner of are sitting here now going okay so what's the difference then how would you define it in today's terms not going back to like 1830 when kind of osteopathy and chiropractic was invented but if we talk about somebody who's up to date with the evidence um, and they're still selling themselves as a chiropractor and osteopath, what can a runner expect to be different if they can?
1: I think literally we can simply, I think most people still within the professions and outside the professions have a stereotyped image. And as you mentioned, they're all pretty much out of date. Um, I spoke at the sports therapy association conference last year and I, I, um, basically just outlined that in my mind there's good therapists and bad therapists and that's it. Um, If you find a good therapist, then what they'll tend to have regardless of their background is a similar set of skills, a similar approach. They will use evidence, but they'll use common sense. They'll use experience. They'll use, um, you know, the, the people that they've treated in the past and the people that they've worked from, they'll be understanding, empathetic, but they'll also sort of, um, try to find that balance between the techniques and the modalities that work. I think the problem we see now is that the people discuss it. And I I find this frustrating because it's such a simple thing that should be avoided. I think you and I, both when we're online and we're talking, we make a point of saying that this is how we approach runners. This is how we approach endurance athletes. What I don't do is say that the things I do for runners will be the things I might do for a 60-year-old with back pain. There's things I I would change the way I operate when I'm seeing someone. And I think that's a skill set that a good therapist, regardless of training, will always employ. But unfortunately, we see a lot of people now um, who will say black and white treatment approaches and they don't have context to it. It's There's no nuance to the population of patients that they may see. So someone will work with a specific population and they try to advocate the same approach with everybody. Um, And I think... That, that's not necessarily saying they're bad therapists. It's saying that the good or the great therapists out there can change hats and approaches, and their mannerisms and the things they say regar- regarding the population that's in front of them.
0: Yeah, it's a good way of looking at it. And there's this idea. I wonder how much I think you said earlier on. Potentially, in twenty, thirty years, maybe there there won't be all these different types of therapists because you know the more and more we start treating the person instead of the injury which is what the evidence kind of shows is necessary to get a good result then you're not going to have this spine specialist or a joint specialist or a muscle specialist or you know it's all going to become more I'm a person specialist I listen to a person and I look at their training and I look at their diet and I look at their nutrition I look at potentially I check out red flags you know and then you come to some kind of treatment program so I don't know do you think disciplines could disappear Malcolm what about you because if if it disciplines disciplines do disappear it'll probably make your website a lot easier to organize
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it probably would um and actually you know what I, I find it fascinating just hearing therapists debate around you know what are the difference between the professions does it you know does it matter uh and actually the one thing that we've found from the public and you know particularly runners having run the treatment room at last year's national running show and run for expo at the rock and roll marathon up in liverpool as well so chatting to hundreds and thousands of runners and all of them 95 percent of them they don't care what the profession is they just want to be fixed and actually there's this um because of the different professions because of the infighting because of the confusion there's a lot of people that aren't seeking treatment because they're scared of the answer they'll get so we had people the day before the marathon going i don't want to talk to you because you'll tell me to stop running and i've spent all this money and i'm raising this money for charity and i can't be told to stop running um so there's just yeah there's this fear so actually from a public perspective you know there's however many different professions plus then you get all the wider complementary therapies that push themselves as well when the average person can only understand five or seven choices and there's way more than that anyway and with everything else that's going on in people's lives and everybody feeling too busy and stressed anyway they're never going to know you might explain it to them at one point and 10 minutes later they'll have forgotten whereas you know the, the public they want the simplicity they want whatever sport or injury that you know their sport they're doing or the injury they've got they want to be able to keep playing sport and they want their injuries th- to be recovered um, and whichever way makes that simplest for them then then that's what they'll be happy with yeah no definitely I mean I
0: think therapists forget that they forget about what the the runner comes to us saying I'm in pain can you get rid of this pain please I want to be able to run and then suddenly it turns into oh yeah well what you've got here is this uh, ligament issue or this tendon issue or you've got this bone issue and you've got this and and it all becomes suddenly focused on this injury when the patient's not really interested in that they're like I just want to be able to get rid of the pain I don't really not bothered about that just get rid of it and i'll do what you tell me to do we we i don't know we just turn things into into a a, a, we turn the binoculars the wrong way around we start focusing on the knee and we forget that there's a person who's come to us in pain as opposed to just you know it's it's a tricky one yeah so i think i I think
2: i think some of that is uh sorry to cut in but uh, i think it's what we're talking before around some of the imposter syndrome i think there's this kind of invisible hierarchy of all the different therapies and and then individual therapists within their own professional hierarchies let alone the other professions that are there and i think there's just there's so much there that it's easy to get quite caught up in that um and actually then at times it's yeah it's just you know think of the patient yeah sounds obvious doesn't it when we're
0: sitting here us three great uh daniel here is a great osteopath i love it when i am colleagues i've never met daniel in person daniel has to come down to the running conference and you can see all three of us in person take that trip i've got people coming down from glasgow actually i'm pleased to say there's three maybe you know them we'll talk later on but anyway um daniel's an osteopath from pretty sure it's glasgow um, and i do enjoy it when i can talk to osteopaths and chiropractors and podiatrists and and realize i'm on the same page and there's not this whole different kind of science which we've all learned and studied so daniel's a fine example of that and he's just pointing out if you're listening to the podcast as opposed to seeing the video um daniel just says forget the therapy think of the patient what are their goals and aims and that's what you work um malcolm no mike back to you for a second how did you get involved with uh sports injury fix what was the story there
1: uh, I think it's it's one of those stories of just um, something felt right, some the stars aligned. There was a bit of karma. I was sitting um, when I was trying to grow the endurance physio. I dropped a couple of days in the clinic I was working, and I was sitting in a Costa Coffee writing some content. And... Uh, we just
0: like to say there are other coffee bars available which yeah. you can go
1: to. Yeah, Thank you. It's <laughs> uh, and um, an email dropped into my email box as probably 10 of that week from someone who I thought was selling something, which happened to be the other man on the screen saying, uh, do you want to write some content for sports injury fix? And I've probably deleted a hundred of those type of emails over the last few years, never batted an eyelid, just delete. And I don't know why. I don't know whether it was the name of the company. I don't know what it was, but it's something just grabbed me, hooked me, sent a little reply. Uh, and then really organically from there, But actually now, now, the fact we sit next to each other every day, it probably was much more than just an organic sort of development. Something something was right there from the outset. But it went from writing some content to working at some of the shows, um, speaking at one of their conferences, and then a, a real sort of probably the easiest conversation that either Malcolm and I have ever had. Um, do you wanna, would you be interested in coming full time? Yes, I would. Two days later, there was a contract and I was director of sports
0: injury fix. <laughs> Beautiful. If only everything was as simple as that in real life. Yeah. Great. So a question to both of you. Then let's let's deal with let's stick with runners for the moment. So runners listening to this. Um, it is a database of therapists, obviously. Um, but what is it that makes it easy for a runner to find the right person who is going to help them solve their running issue, their pain issue, injury issue? Malcolm,
2: maybe you're the boss, you start off and might chime in when you like. Um, I think the the key thing is, is what we talked about earlier, it's that simplicity. From runners are there and they want to run, whatever you tell them, they'll run anyway. Um, and most of them will have been fed up of wasting a lot of time and money with people that will tell them to stop running. Um, or they'll have seen and they'll have just tried to get them in same time, same place every week, 50 pounds, 50 pounds, 50 pounds. Um, So it provides an opportunity where they can go in and put who specializes in running injuries in my local area. So will that mean that they magically get the right therapist for them? No. Um, Does it massively increase their chances of getting the right therapist for them? Absolutely um and and depending where they live depending on the numbers of therapists in that area um then you can even be a bit more specific around the particular injury or particular part of the body that hurts to see who specializes there um need to say though if you live very rural and there aren't many therapists around then if you put in very specific niche terminology at times people go oh your website's rubbish because there isn't a therapist on there that does that um but actually that's just because you know in Anglesey, there aren't that many Babington specialists that specialize in knee injuries for example um, yeah, yeah so yeah it's it, it it's that simplicity um when people are, have that start point of not knowing where to go what to do the start point of most people say do you know any good physios which then excludes a load of other potentially brilliant people um it just allows them to go on and say right running injuries in my area where i live work wherever who's there and then that starts the conversation
0: and how about this might be a tricky question but how what benefit do you think there is of a runner using sports injury fix as opposed to just asking at their club who can help me with this
2: so if someone's if there's a a, a physio or sports therapist or a therapist already associated to a local running club well then that's brilliant because um if that's somebody that uh genuinely understands runners and has a good reputation and there's that personal recommendation of other friends or colleagues that have been to see them then absolutely that would be a natural first port of call um, what we tend to find which is interesting um, is that where people not everybody has that opportunity um, and indeed, sometimes when people do have that opportunity, then two things can have happened. One can have been that person's just latched onto the running club because they think it's a good place to get clients. And actually, they don't really understand running themselves. And two, they've been that that associated with that club for 30, 40 years, and they've got a bit tired and haven't necessarily kept up with some of the evidence. Um, and therefore, that's not necessarily right um and equally sometimes it can just be a personal thing that actually that person might be incredibly knowledgeable but for whatever reason if as a, a patient you go in and there just isn't that s- spark that connection that trust that's there then suddenly then as the patient then we all know that then they don't do their exercises as they should do and then because they're not doing what the therapist says and they're not doing the exercises in the right way then they're not getting fixed in as quick a time as they want and so then they get frustrated Um, and then they move on but yeah certainly if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a a good therapist as part of your running club then absolutely that should be your first port of call
0: yeah that's good very well and diplomatically said but it's true the points you 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 say out loud and it's it's good that runners should hear that is that there are uh, and and i'm not obviously slagging anyone else anyone off in particular but there are therapists who have kind of like through successful marketing and just friends of a friend managed to kind of like like you say kind of be the therapist for that club but you just got to be careful because sometimes just because they're seeing lots of people doesn't mean they're giving the most up to date evidence it doesn't mean that they're actually I mean I always put it it's, it's imagine if you have got a therapist who sees all the runners in the club and after 8 weeks of seeing them all they're all better it's that whole thing of how do you know that in 8 weeks they wouldn't have been better even if they hadn't seen him or her you know, it's you. You can't go by. It's very difficult to measure whether the therapist has actually solved the problem or whether it's just natural history or time, and whether they would have got better anyway. Um, so yeah, there is a little bit of a. It's a very good piece of advice. You have to be careful of recommendations, personal recommendations. Um, you might not need to even see a therapist. You know, isn't that wouldn't be great? Imagine if you actually. How many runners would enjoy it if they went to a therapist and and have you ever done it, Mike? Let's go over to you, Mike. How many times do you have people come to your door and they're worried and they think they've got this and they've got that and you can actually solve it in a session?
1: I think I've probably cost myself thousands <laughs> since I went on social media by just telling people the answers on an email or a text message. And and honestly, and I mean, I'll say this on my children's lives. Most people that I see in person these days, something's wrong if I see more than once or twice. And normally, it's here's here's some stuff you need to go away and do. This is my advice. If you're not better in six to twelve weeks, maybe consider seeing myself or someone else again. I never say you need to come back and see me. If and if someone is there, you know I've seen someone and I want regular treatments so or I've had X, Y, and Z. I'll just point them in the direction of someone who'll do those things for them. Um, as as a the light and dark difference between the way Malcolm runs sports injury fix as a business and how I run the endurance visual as a business. Endurance visual is an absolute failure of a business based on my morals and my ethics. I I am losing money. I've just done my accounts for for the previous year. literally losing money in the business because I'm just trying to give free advice to people and give people the right direction to help because half the time I feel wrong seeing someone for it um which is why on Sport injury fix we've been really dedicated in trying to provide loads of evidence-based blogs and content for these runners and other sports to tap into because most people will not need to come and see one of our therapists if if that if you want that one session or the advice or you need some treatment unfortunately then we've got therapists who can help and they're expert therapists however Visit the site, go to the blog site, look at all our blogs on how to stay injury free, how to how to find advice on the Internet that helps. We just we just try to help in any way we can. Um, When you come to the running shows that we do, the treatment rooms, we probably give as much advice away to people passing us by as we are free handouts and exercise sheets and uh, advice sheets that we give to people as we do to to treat people. Because, again, we're not at these shows make money we have costs we need to cover but we're there because we're trying to help runners or whatever sports we're, we're working with in in different shows to get better and to just you know uh, we, we we want to unite the professions we want to upskill the professions we want to take the frustration that we're getting in uh, getting fixed but actually if we had brackets at the end of our mission statement it is we're sick and tired of the bullshit as well so we're just, we're just trying to be nice to people and give the right advice. So I I, I, yeah. I and us are probably trying to do the right thing with, with, on our, on our horse with our sword and we're probably costing ourselves money every day.
0: <laughs> I can see so many reasons yeah. why Malcolm runs the business and uh, yeah, yeah, just encourage <laughs> <push> you to send <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 that, that, that that
1: yeah sometimes when this videos needed to do it and that's it.
2: no the the reason the reason why we started working together was that we we shared those views and we uh we just came at it from a different way um you know mike's background is from a therapeutic background and and mine's from a a business and breaking themselves background so um yeah it was very much a meeting of minds on that it's just why why is it so difficult and why is everything so siloed
0: um I think in an ideal world, because otherwise we're just destroying any form of business model, I'm sure you find it might (laughs) as well, is you might send someone away as opposed to going, oh, it's going to cost you six sessions, I'm afraid, you know, and and out comes all of the, it's going to hurt a lot after the first session, but don't worry, that's normal. By the time you come back after eight (laughs) sessions, it won't hurt anymore. All these sort of cliches that come out to to show people they need to come eight times even though you are kind of shooting yourself in the foot by giving them one session or two sessions, loads of kind of self-management strategies, hopefully when they bump into someone else in the club who needs some help, they're going to go, you know, you need to go and see, go and see old Mike James, you know, because he's not going to suddenly take a sharp intake, of breath and start, you know, saying, you're going to come see me eight times when he doesn't even know what it is. So hopefully you get repeat clients
1: more regularly yeah and i think it has two benefits so i definitely get more one-time appointments because they know they're going to get an honest opinion and i probably won't see them again um but also as well it means that if some of these people ever do come back and i genuinely at some point in the future need to say okay rather than amending something modifying something and doing x y and z i actually need you to not race in this race we need to do something else then I hope then that that lands a little bit better. And that's few and far between. It's only when I think it's a real serious problem that's, that's detrimental to their, their running and their health. But um, generally, it, it, I feel comfortable with it. I think I'm able to portray that message comfortably because I'm sitting morally comfortable with what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, you do get more business. It's it's. I'm always conscious to say, because I know a lot of therapists listening to this are going, well, I couldn't run my business that way. Right now, I don't have a physical practice. I treat from my home or other people's homes or various clinics that I work out of now and again. Uh, and obviously, I run my teaching courses. So, so I have a lot of overheads that aren't in place that some people do. And I appreciate that for some people, they, they'd love to treat that way and they perhaps can't because there's people and staff to pay and bills to pay. So I get that. I put myself in a, in a lucky position that I can be quite selective with who I see and don't see. Um, but I in the, in the it works really well for the format that I want to work in and I feel then when we push that message out via Sports Injury Fix as well because we are trying to provide solutions for therapists to streamline and progress their business but also to make more money other ways then hopefully they can be a little bit comfier with the way they're treating people because of the solutions we're providing them so it's a scalable development that we think is helpful to therapists yeah I think it is,
0: it's a very common problem for therapists and i think it's where therapists this is the sort of cpd that therapists need they need to go and see people like yourselves so i'm not just picking up your course but i know your course kind of deals with these sort of issues where how can i have a successful business model it's all very well saying that i mustn't book patients in for a minimum of five times because i know this is what therapists do they plan their business model on on average i'm gonna have to see every patient at least five times and the minute they walk through the door they know as soon as they're doing it less than five times and they're you know they're, they're not going to hit their target so this is the sort of thing i think therapists need to go and 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 chat to professionals like yourselves and realize that there is an alternative way of doing it and in the long run your, your business and your career is going to hang around for an awful lot longer because people are already wising up to this therapists are already seeing a drop in money if, if the only thing you offer is six sessions for every patient hoping that the pain will go then you know it's you're 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 kind of like holding on at the moment but it's not going to be such a popular business no um, and again, the like, health system's changing
1: yeah and again the business the business advice that we can offer some of the therapists because I when I started treating people privately I undercharged so much because all I wanted to do was help people again it was a little bit of money for me alongside a, a wage I was earning at the time and So many people said to me, you should be triple what you're charging because you're fixing me in one session or two sessions or you're giving me the tools to fix myself. And that took a long time personally for that to become something I could digest and feel comfortable doing. And now I've learned pretty much from that man on the other screen that, you know, valuing myself and my business and realizing, yeah, you know, I I do charge more for that session than others. But you're going to get one session out of me and you're going to get an hour of my time. And I'll be undivided time and attention and I'll give my 20 years of experience to try and help you. Now, that's not going to, some people won't see the value in that. And I'm now comfortable with, fine, that's not people I really want to be seeing because we're just not meant to work together. So that's the way we try to help a lot of therapists is just opening their eyes to that side of the business of it. You know, I, I, I always used to joke with patients and runners that I would see that, you know, if you walk through a door of a clinic and someone wants you to set up a direct debit, you probably need to run away as fast as your injury will allow you. But there's plenty, of, there's plenty of therapists who are maybe doing that sort of business profile and business plan and strategy because they just don't know a better way. They just don't know a simpler way. It's know, also, uh, it's
2: worth, it's, it's, it is worth saying that um, at times that approach has value
1: yeah.
2: and that's why it came it came about. But it's as with everything, isn't it? it? Then people start applying that to everything and they forget about that common sense approach and they forget about, OK, well, there's a time and a place where there's, a, you know, there's an elongated um, period where I am going to need to see these people regularly or equally. Here is a person that is telling me, I do my exercises when I'm with you, but I don't do them when I'm not with you and I've got the money. And so effectively, I am paying you to almost be a personal trainer as well as a rehab therapist and to do the rehab with me. And they're going in that with their eyes open. And if the therapist is really open and honest about it, right, you don't need to see me because as long as do the exercises, but if this is the way that it makes you get better because it's forcing you to do it fine. Well then absolutely that's appropriate. But then equally, like you've both said, there's other times when it's, if it's just one session, just have the one session, um, you know, and as Mike had said before, then people start valuing your opinion when they're hearing different advices. So rather than those five people from the running club and they're all saying, yeah, went to see Mike and we all got told exactly the same thing, which is, yeah, sign up to this direct debit, six sessions. That's then when the doubt starts cropping into people's minds. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure Mike has, and one of the things as well as undervaluing yourself, I think it's a common trait amongst therapists. First, I like to think, first of all, that people get into therapy because they're caring people. They like helping others, you know, it's something natural inside. If you want to be a a healthcare professional, it's because deep inside you want to help other people. I mean, the, 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 the percentage of people out there who are therapists and just do it willingly without ethics and conning people, I think is pretty tiny because they would have never got into profession in the first place. So like you say, there's either a fear that they don't know another business model um, or just a fear of the unknown. But I know that as a, as a therapist, I've questioned my own ability. I've questioned my own, um, uh, what I should uh, charge people. But also there's a danger as well of sending people away, like you say, Malcolm, when really, they're quite happy to come back to you every week. They've got the money. That's not an issue for them. They earn mu- much more than us. Um, and, and they know, like you say, that they, they, if they're with you, they will do their exercises. Yeah, they, they need to be nagged. And that's a scenario which I think there's a danger that, that therapists listening to us maybe don't take on board. You know, if people always check people. When, you, when people are, you know, you're about to say goodbye, rather than saying, oh, no, you don't need to come back, you've always got to ask that question what do you think do you think you need to come back next week you know let them talk it through otherwise you could be just losing money and not helping a patient which is what nobody wants is it that'd be ridiculous scenario
2: yeah and because i i mean i say that from from personal experience in terms of in my previous role i was working away in a management consultant so then actually with a working long hours and with a long commute and a young family at home zero time at home um all the time i wanted to spend with the kids so as try as i liked i never did as much of the rehab as i as i wanted to or should do i was fortunate enough to have private medical insurance with a company that i was in Um, and if i had physio sessions blocked out in my diary that meant there was no quibbles no questions asked i could easily get the time off work and there was a uh, a physio um just literally over the road from where i was working so i was very honest with them And was almost telling them and almost trying to give them (laughs) money because they're saying look if i can book these regular sessions in with you at a lunch hour there's no facilities where i'm working but you've got the facilities there so i can come to you and yeah you can actually watch and make sure i'm doing the exercises correctly it means that i'll definitely be doing them on a regular basis um and yeah sure enough that helped yeah definitely that's all good it's all good advice um
0: we have a little comment here. We're actually talking about the therapist. Gary House um, has just put a little comment. I'll read it out for those of you listening. Gary House says, uh, "What process does a therapist go through to end up on the site as a specialist in certain areas?" So, yeah, let's uh, Malcolm.
2: I guess that's your vote. What does therapists have to do? Yeah, so it's when their specialist is an interesting term actually, because we tend to find that from a therapist side it comes back to this imposter syndrome. The therapist tends to have a view of, well, I'm, I'm not necessarily a specialist in certain areas. I understand all areas. Um, but from a public side, then that's the language that they understand. So something that we thought long and hard. So actually, what we ask therapists when they sign up is, right, we understand that you can treat a whole array of injuries and a whole array of sports. But based on your experience, where is it you've had the greatest experience? Where is it you've got the greatest level of you know, perhaps specialist knowledge or more detailed knowledge that's there. And the only people that are really going to know that are the therapists themselves. Um, so it's a bit of a self-certification. Now, if that therapist, and we said before, you know, how many charlatans do we have and charlatans that would go on and lie about what they specialize? Those types of people don't put themselves out there on public facing websites, etc. Um so if people have put something on that perhaps isn't quite as truthful because they just think, oh, I just want to target runners because runners are always injured and that will chat more clients. Well, after the first couple of patients that have been there and left bad reviews, that will quickly be proven to be rubbish and certainly will then be straight onto them and, uh, and make sure we're removing them or having a conversation around it. Because um, equally, we're also aware that the times you can get one bad review and it's not because you don't have that specialist knowledge. Um, it's actually just, you didn't click as, as people, um, you know, for whatever reason you try to to talk to them and engage with them and they're just a very different person to you and you didn't gel. And sometimes people understand that and some people then interpret that the wrong way. Yeah, definitely. No, very wise. Yeah.
1: I think, I think also it's probably worth mentioning that, um, as a quality vetting and quality assurance plan, one uh, of our non-exec directors, Dr. Rod Jakes of the English Institute of Sport, whose, whose CV is, is too long to go into, but, uh, pretty much has headed up Team GB for, for uh, numerous Olympic Games. And uh, himself, myself and Rod are trying to amalgamate a vetting process to do with sort of skills, qualifications and experience to be able to troll the site. So that we can then go in and vet these people and say, actually, look, you've, you need to be this level on, on the site or or we need to give you this much credibility on the site because of. So um, it's a self-certification to get on the site right now. But there's certainly a policing system from us which will be rolled out fully, almost imminently, to then start to really deep dive down on these people on what they're saying. We, we want we, we've had to grow quantity of therapists for a period of time to, to give credibility to the site but actually we've always had the master plan of quality over we want both we want a large amount of quality therapists on the site but we if if push came to shove we want quality over quantity so if people need to to be um targeted for the, for the quality to raise themselves up a little bit and that's certainly what we're going to try and do and then it's a, it's a really nice segue to throw in that my personal mission with the Sports Injury Fix is to implement a whole big CPD wing, training wing, so that we can upskill the quality of our specialists. There's numerous ways of, of how we're trying to make sure that the, the specialist tick is the specialist tick.
2: Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Malcolm? No, I think it's what Mike said there uh, is absolutely Bang on the money. Um, what I would say is when we're talking about quality, then again, this is not for those that are coming in at the soft tissue, sports massage, sports therapy to then feel, oh, okay, does that mean I'm going to get ranked lower than a physio um, or any of those politics? This is the thing that we've spent a lot of time working through. And it comes back to Mike's point previously about there are good therapists and there are bad therapists within the different swim lanes that are there. Um, and that's why it's taken a little bit of time to get right, because actually it's something that we've put together. We work with all the, uh, as many of the associations as that will engage with us and talk to us, um, t- and as many therapists as possible to try and get something that works for people. Um, but you know, one of the simplest ways is every therapist that signs up for this site, Now we we give them a call and we have a good conversation with them and we talk through and understand, right, what is it you say you specialize in? How do you operate as a business? What are your key challenges? What do you need help with? So then what that means is then we really understand them as people and we really understand how best we can help them. And equally, we give them the pointers to help them understand the public in the best way too.
0: Yeah, it reminds me there's something which we were talking off air about a while back that I think was really interesting and it kind of demonstrates information that you in your position as the founder of the company and having access to all of that kind of what works and what doesn't works with regards to how many kind of services a therapist should say that they can do and what they can offer. There's this kind of like therapists feel that the more they can put underneath their name in terms of the courses and the stuff they've done, the more chances they're going to get. Um, and We talked about this and you mentioned um, Jam
2: which confused me initially but yeah take it away (laughs) yeah um so this comes about it's one of those things isn't it of um putting yourself in the shoes of a patient if a patient i'm a, a runner and i've hurt my knee and i'm searching online to try and find treatment and i you know come across sports injury fix either directly or through one of the various partners or people pushing us out there um things like this which is great um then um yeah i start searching in my local area and then i have one that talks about right sports therapist and then just lists shockwave therapy sports massage cupping myofascial release blah 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 and has a list of about 10 things or you have one that says i'm sarah i've been an amateur runner for 20 years from 5k to marathon distance. I've helped numerous runners over the last 20 years achieve their goals, both from an amateur doing their first 5k through to elite athletes competing at national games. By the way, I'm also a sports therapist. As the runner, who are you going to pick? Now, that's the thing that... From a therapist's perspective, it is that desire to show, well, look at all I offer. Aren't I amazing? But what it does is it confuses the public because the public are there going, well, I don't know all of that. And so the jam study was back in 2000 um, at a, a market stall. There was one jam seller that had 15 different varieties of jam. And you had one that had three different varieties of jam and the you know the the standard view is you'd think well there's more choice there therefore that jam cell is bigger and better aren't they and aren't they wonderful they're going to sell more but actually it was proven in that study that when there's too much choice you get that choice paralysis and the public buy uh, only 10% for that one which means that you have a 90% better return when there's less choice also after the decision has been made then if there's been too much choice then people don't have confidence in that choice so then you get that buyer's remorse as well so then they're questioning it even after they've bought it as well and it's something that definitely plays a part from a therapist side because there have been numerous studies since after that one around jam just confirming this um And there's a great thing in the Harvard Business Review. If you just put in Harvard Business Review Jam Study 2000, um, then you can have a read about it. And it's well worth a a read because it's quite simple. And it basically just highlights, again, that people need things clear and simple. How can you help people? Don't just provide a long list and way too much choice. Now, you might have all of that. You might have all of that knowledge. But you know what? Bring it out when it's appropriate have those tools in your tool bag you don't get a plumber come to your door and just open up their van and go look at all of these tools i've got aren't i amazing because you just think they're a bit weird wouldn't you but yeah isn't it brilliant when you've got that plumber and they're doing something in your house and they don't have to dive off the b&q every five minutes to pick up the various tool when they can go oh you know what i've got one of them in my van it's very good that's a nice analogy i like it yeah
1: also if you were to show. If the plumber showed the tools to the average person, they wouldn't even know what those tools are. <laughs> yeah. likewise, likewise, on the website, when you're creating a profile, if you're just listing skills and treatment types, people don't know what they are. they probably heard about them. they probably heard little words thrown about, but they don't understand them. So because people buy people, sell yourself. Sell sell the value you bring to them. The, the example Malcolm gave was, was perfect about Sarah. Um sell yourself, sell what you can offer them, the skill sets will be there. But that's a outdated traditional problem with the industry. That's how people market themselves. They put their post-nominal qualifications behind their name more often than not. They And it's because, and this is what's happening, we've got infighting within the castle walls, everyone trying to climb over each other to the top, everyone trying to say that this profession's better than that profession, this skill is better than that, or... or breaking each other's skills down outside the castle fence is a population of athletes who just want someone to help them so they don't need that stuff that infighting and outdated hierarchy being being bandied about so sell yourselves people by people sell yourselves if they like you they'll do well all the therapists that are doing well on social media none of them list the skill set they they have it's it's them it's the person that's doing well
0: very good. People by people. I can see why you hooked up with him, Malcolm. He's good.
2: He's got some good stuff coming out, that Welsh mouth of his it's true. Yes. has. another can... another a, a, a point to kind of to, to build on that as well though. Um, you know, we talk about people by people, and equally it's that thing of accepting and feeling comfortable that um everybody is different you won't go on with everybody you won't be able to help everybody and that's all right and that's fine because you know there'll be people that'll be watching this and seeing and hearing you know me and mike for the first time maybe and some of them will just instantly dislike us won't be for any rhyme or reason it just just is what it is um equally there'll be others that that might resonate with what we're saying and, and and really like things um but it's feeling comfortable with it and so then it's about helping people of and again if you're a one-man band or one person business then if you can't help that person or you hit the per- point where you can't then at least help that person by passing them on and ha- to somebody that you know will help so even if you don't have your own network of people that you refer to you know you can use sports injury fixers to see who else is in your local area start you know, give them a call, meet up. So then suddenly you have that network of sports massage therapists and osteopaths and chiros and whatever else. So if you meet somebody that you don't get on with, or actually they've gone, actually, I really want to see an osteopath. Do you know any good ones? Um, Or physios or sports therapists, whatever it is, then you can pass them on because then even if that person, they don't like you, they'll still respect you because you've helped them and they'll still recommend you to other people because they'll say, okay, this person couldn't help me, I didn't click with them, but actually they were really honest about it and they've referred me on to somebody who has been really helpful. So that's great. That's very good,
1: yeah. The other way, sorry, Matt, the other way that we like the community or the network inside is that geographically, most therapists think they're competing against each other when actually they could be supporting each other. So I have a patient comes to see me and I assess them and I think the thing they need is soft tissue therapy there are better soft tissue therapists within 10 miles of where I live than myself so why don't I direct the person to the best person for them it's going to be reciprocated at some point in the future and that and, and therefore I'm a small business but I've got a much bigger presence because I don't own a clinic which employs all these staff I don't have the finances or facilities to do that but maybe as a small practice i can act like a big practice a big big therapeutic sort of industry player because i've got sources and people i can refer to other industries do it but we seem to be quite blinkered with that one yeah a good point i think at the
0: end of the day i mean that's something that i've when i've been looking around sport injury fix it's definitely you've got that fantastic combination of it being a database, but also there's a clear network there for runners and therapists, um, which has got to be something for the future, really, because like you say, there's too many therapists feeling that they're competing with each other. They're competing on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on, on on Twitter, and it's just so much time it must be wasted advertising yourself everywhere. Um how powerful at all do you think it is have you had any good feedback or reviews with regards to getting business for therapists by predominantly advertising most on sports injury fix
2: so i guess the key point there is we would never say do all your advertising on sports injury fix um because then people are having unrealistic expectations Um, sports injury fix is something from a therapist in terms of as an advertising perspective Yes, it can help them. Um, But then some of that is also how much do they help themselves with it as well? So the people that have had the greatest success for it are those that have not just created a profile, but have um, taken the time to make sure it's well worded, have then... um, reached out because we always have various um, emails which we put out to therapists requesting for people with different specialisms in certain areas and said right I've got this brilliant story I really understand this area talking about runnings you know so runners Um, so Sharon Dooley um, is a a classic example of this uh, in terms of she works in runners world in Eastleigh and she is um, a master's athlete and so she wrote a brilliant article about you know how how elite athletes train, what they look for from therapists. She's a therapist herself, so how she understands it. Um, now we publish that not only on our national site, but equally push that out there um, to various other places as well. And we've got other partnerships with. Um, uk run chat and fast running and run mummy run and these sort of places that are always looking for really good content written by informed people so actually it suddenly boosts their brand on a national basis likewise where we're doing events and shows then you know sharon's come along to the the national running show where we've run the treatment room there and actually from that then she's bumped into a load of her clients who were there going oh wow you're there at this stand this national stage my god yeah this is great and it's kicked off those other conversations um so where you have people like that then actually they get quite a lot of benefit from our site um but the one thing that we would say is yeah it should be part of your marketing it shouldn't be all of your marketing because there's some other great avenues for it as well um equally uh yeah that that listing side of the site is just part of sports injury fix there's the community side which was touched upon in terms of the private therapist forums to help support each other to get over that imposter syndrome to start working together rather than working against each other Um, but equally then there's the the whole software side as well which if you've got more established businesses that already have their own software well it can link into that if therapists don't have it or are suffering for some of the age-old challenges like no-shows, etc. Um, then we've got some very intuitive, simple-to-use software, which a couple of association chairmen asked us to create. And the beauty of it is that it helps therapists get paid for no-shows, which is something that isn't out there. Um, and equally, it's smart enough to cope with having multiple therapists and multiple rooms, um, so therapists can maximise the use of their facilities
0: great sounds uh sounds like you've covered a lot of gaps there are in potentially other kind of client booking systems and that um how long have you been around for now when did you set this all up
2: uh so i set up as a proof of concept about three years ago all right so uh, um yeah but that was just yeah you know he wasn't mentioned before kind of part time let's chuck it out there as a useful resource let's see if any therapists um want to sign up and then yeah you get people like the other gentlemen on the screen <laughs> yeah. getting involved and yeah suddenly no, it's yeah, good. it starts supercharging it does, seem,
0: it does seem to me like you've yeah you've had time to consider all the other ways of that therapists can use to book clients on advertise their own services and just kind of really focus on them and like you say involve other professionals both other runners and other therapists to see like what's missing how can we help you what kind of what would what would make life easier for you and your patients and kind of come up with some
2: good some good results yeah and i think that time that time is such a a key um a key thing really in terms of you know we come at it as a as a community um and build the community and then let's understand what the community are after um which is then where all the booking system and all of that side came which means actually then we're building something that the people really want um Likewise, then, yeah, you know, we're putting out injury advice to runners and helping them. Um, Now, we could do that in isolation and view other people as rivals, if you like, and negative. Um, Or actually, we can, you know, we can reach out. We can do things like this. And, you know, Mike manages our social media side and always bigs up other people. And we've got um, just... Uh, working now with James Dunn from Kinetic Revolution that people will know, you know, huge numbers of followers. Um and equally it'd be easy for him to dismiss us and not want to work with us. But actually we said, well look, actually you put out some really good stuff. So if you put out some really good things, then we're gonna push that out and say, yeah, this is really good. Um, you know, these are the sort of people that we want to work with. Um because then it creates that community of people doing helpful things and you know, this community is, you know, the market is mental, it's huge. There's not enough good advice out there to help runners. There aren't enough good therapists out there to help people with injuries. Um, but it's about getting rid of some of the confusion and then you'll start getting the network effects and you'll realize that, yeah, there's enough out there for everybody. Very good. Very good.
0: You're, you're a very good duo. You work very well together. It's great to have you both and that's my intention of, of, of having two guests on the show, especially people who work together, is you can see what both of you bring to the table in different ways. Bless him, Mike. But, yeah, you both here kind of here <laughs> in fantastic ways. <laughs> Mike, anything you want to add? Because we're running out of time now. But anything um, either about your involvement or um, that you think therapists it- or runners should know about?
1: Three quick things I would have added. First one, um, on the marketing side, The beauty of us since we've been full time is we have time to evolve things and and sometimes they evolve so quick we can't get the messages out quick enough about it. So one thing that we do or we are going to start doing on a much more personal level is to be able to help you with your marketing strategies from a background position. So we can help you develop your specific marketing across social media and things like that. It won't be branded by us. It won't have anything other than us helping you in almost a consultancy level. I think um, the second thing is, I think yourself, Matt, I really wanted to say congrats to you because what you've done with this and how you've grown Run Chat Live is phenomenal. Um, oh, wow. any, any respected therapist that mm-hmm. I, ha- I know in it, that I put on my sort of um, higher echelons speaks nothing but awesomeness about yourself. Um, you, you are one of the genuine good guys out there. Okay, easy that's that's very nice it's, it's leading on to the third one it's leading on to the third one and my third and final point to anyone watching and listening the 30th and 31st of october get to brighton run chat live conference it's going to be the biggest thing this year for runners in the uk for coaches for therapists i'm lucky enough to have been asked to be one of the speakers and i'm so excited about it um but i i still feel that there's a there's a huge population out there who just don't understand how important this could be
0: yeah i mean i, th- I appreciate very i thank you very much for the kind words but yeah i was going to say that um when you two were kind of off the air and not take up your time but it's true it's going to be great um tickets are selling nicely now i'm, I'm calmer now i can actually feasibly on paper fly people across <laughs> Canada and the United States and, and the like so uh it's um yeah now's a chance to for people to actually really have a good think about it over the summer and come along i'd love to try and get more runners along and athletes themselves we've got some great representatives from all different disciplines um podiatrists chiropractors we've got people coming over from belgium um from amsterdam um to come along it's gonna be a really great event i'm not just saying that as the organizer um and hopefully it'll lead to a yearly thing but, um, yeah, no, I appreciate you plugging it. We'll be doing uh, quite a lot of that over the next couple of months. But runners, um, yeah, I'm willing to – I've already contacted lots of running clubs and said, look, I don't expect you to pay the same as a therapist. A the therapist is going to come along, they're going to pick up stuff from the great 10 speakers, including Mike here, and you're going to make money based on what they're telling you. It's as simple as that. You'll make up the price of the conference in a week or two simply because the quality of information you'll be giving your therapists um, and running your business and everything is you're, you're going to get it paid back. No problem. That's what CPD is supposed to be it's supposed to pay back itself within a couple of weeks. Runners, obviously you're not going to make that money back. You will save yourself money in terms of um, uh, spending a time on therapy that doesn't help you, or maybe dedicating too much time to a different pair of shoes every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I realize you're not going to, it's not such an investment monetary wise. So I am coming down very steeply in prices for runners. Contact me and present your case. But I am coming down by, like, I don't want to say a percentage, but depends how many that you are. But it's come down an awful lot in prices just to get runners along because you're the ones who it's for. Um, so, yeah. But, um, you know what, even if you come or not, it's going to be a great event. So don't let me twist your arm. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so, anyway, thanks for bringing that up, Mike. I do appreciate it. And thanks for being a speaker as well. Um, it's gonna You're one of uh, I do. I'll give
2: her asking. He is genuinely very, very excited about it. He's he talked about be. it a lot.
0: Well, he's my closing man, he's the main kind of like keynote speaker. He's going to sum it all up at the end. Responsibility for it you know. I got Jack Chu, I got Jack Chu, you know, just opening it up. I thought I'd get the weakest link out of the way first of all. Imagine if Jack's the weakest one, we're finishing with Mike, imagine who's in the middle, you know. Amazing
2: great i you don't jack. know what you've just done to his head now <laughs> monday morning he's going to be intolerable <laughs> that's
0: fine and also we've got jack working with you guys as well haven't we? which is great because that's another great organization is that confirmed now that's not i think i saw it on social media didn't i yes yeah jack, is
1: one, of, jack is one of our ambassadors and choose health is using our software
0: oh well there you go then if choose Health are using it that's brilliant that's all good Okay, guys, well, um, look at that. It's 2.39 now, so that is another, once again, hour that's disappeared away. Um, anything else we need to say of stuff that's coming up? Mike, you've got loads of uh, – I can see you. Um, hopefully, your own workshops are filling up. Um,
1: uh, like? Summertime sometimes a tough one. There's a lot of people getting ready to compete. I'm always telling people with my courses, it's about coming in the winter to help you with the next season. Oh, yeah, that was um, a good uh, point
0: you made the other day, Yeah, yeah
1: um unfortunately a lot of people think it's come to get fixed from the course when i'm trying to teach you how to stop yourselves getting fixed and perform better um in two weeks today i'm in portsmouth so if anyone's down south come to portsmouth i'll be there teaching event bright uh, links on my page yeah and these are are they single day courses yeah one day courses Brilliant. i don't want to take yeah. up more than half of someone's weekends yeah yeah
0: Okay, well uh hopefully anyone listening to this consider that and they can find that on what's the best way to find details of those courses? Is it on the website?
1: Yeah, go go to go to uh my Facebook page, endurance physio, and on the events there's there's li- links to eventbrite so you can buy your tickets there. Half price for therapists, student therapists, sorry, student therapists. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you add <laughs> that in. That's like what <laughs>
0: And uh, sports injury fix, Um, what's coming up? What's coming new? We mentioned a few things already in terms of offering marketing advice and anything else particular coming up in terms of the uh,
2: facilities or? Uh, Probably the main thing um, is, uh, yeah, therapists have been talking to us about everybody has their own version of taking patient notes. Patient notes and having them digital and keeping them secure is something that worries a lot of therapists and keeps them up at night equally some other software that's out there very much shoehorns them into a certain way of working which they don't always like um so yeah we've got it now so you can literally just have it effectively like a blank sheet of paper and have it all stored nice and securely if that's what floats your boat Uh, or indeed if you want to um have your own templates um then there's the facility now to uh, you can build your own or you can just, you know, drop us over a scan of of your template uh, and we can build that for you. And you can have as many of them as you like. So, again, it's about making your life simple. Um, so, nice. example, yeah, yeah. But we, the there's so many thing-
0: other things about sports injury fix I feel we haven't managed to talk about when if people if therapists, mostly therapists, if they want to know about what the site offers, um, can they is that information available on your website
2: or should they email you or what's the best bet? yeah um if they go along to sportsinjuryfix.com uh and they'll see there's a business tab on there so have a read um but please do and certainly if someone's listened for an hour and nine minutes of us wittering on uh then uh you know please do drop us an email to uh, info at sportsinjuryfix.com so that's sports with an s on the end um and uh, yeah let us know your thoughts on the show um and certainly i'm sure we can sort them out with a discount as well if they've um yeah been uh, kind enough to listen for this long fantastic that's great to hear as well
0: wonderful well i'll make sure those links and i'll add the links to uh, the video version that goes out on youtube um i always encourage people if you're listening to the audio podcast try and join us live because then you can ask questions we have some great questions today from gary house and from daniel gerber from glasgow um but yeah if you still want to see the video version then youtube's your place to go and all the links we mentioned will be added in the final edit up there uh, to make it easy for you and they'll be in the show notes um right guys well thank you very much thank you for joining me for my first uh yeah three-way on on live on video it's been i think it went down okay it's awesome. Do you feel like you've been given adequate time yeah, I, didn't it's fav- great. I didn't kind of like big one of you up more than the other there's not going to be any hostility afterwards <laughs> no that's always the worry about a threesome, isn't it? I don't know whether you know yeah. one of them walking away thinking they just haven't had as much action. So anyway, but we, you both—we
1: we got quite well done. Jumping on the back of the first person's answer with the bits that we both forget. <laughs> yeah,
0: you both yeah, look like good. you both look fairly satisfied, which I think is the main goal of any yeah three-way. So how could we not be having a three-way with you? Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's just
2: it's sort of first <laughs> No, seriously.
0: Thank you for giving up your time. Um, I should probably say more actually. It's all very me harping on about the number of downloads we're getting and how popular we're getting, but it's all based on you guests really. Um, success is down to getting people like yourselves along and filling up the hour with really quality information. So thank you for giving your time up for free. Um and uh yeah, I will send you back down to the lobby now if that's all right. You two can carry on from where we finish now and I'll come down and join you again for a little bit more in about two minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, right. Malcolm. Sloan, Thanks, founder of sports injury fix and Mike, the endurance video, James. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you soon. Right. Let's knock them off. One down. Two down. Right. Fantastic. What two lovely gentlemen. It's, um, well, Hopefully, if you've seen it live, you'll already know, but if you listen to the audio, um, yeah, it seems like a very, very powerful, useful networking uh, possibility there, Sports Injury Fix. Um, I missed the boat when we had a clinic of 10 therapists. We were using one of the traditional ones, and it was okay, but we definitely didn't have the sort of facilities which Sports Injury Fix are pro- uh, providing now for therapists. Um, so definitely worth checking them out. Even if you're working by yourself, there's going to be a lot there which can help you. And I love the fact both of them. It's so clear that rather than competing, it's all about connecting and networking and joining minds and being more. It's the opposite of Brexit, basically. It's everything that's uh, good about the world. Um, Yeah. Kind of tearing down walls instead of trying to build them. Uh, But anyway, that's a little bit of politics to end up on. There we go. Right. So um, we've got a month off now because I'm off on holiday soon. Um, but we've actually got four weeks off. I think it's four Sundays of no one uh, chat live. But we will be back. I think it's on September the. You know, let me just have a check on the old phone. Uh, yeah, first of September. Um, we have got Nils. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his uh, last name, but it's Nils, the founder of. Trust me, I'm a physiotherapist. Um, if you've haven't seen that website before then uh, definitely check it out. I'm very thrilled to have Nils on the show with us. Um, It's a fantastic website. And uh, yeah, there'll be, again, it's another social company who is bringing great therapists together and just spreading the love and hopefully bringing runners quality information the same way as Sports Injury Fix is doing. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to cut away the the BS, as Mike James would put it in his lovely tones, and provide you with uh, quality information, which will get you... uh, back on the track faster without wasting money and time um, so that'll be september the uh, sunday september the first i think it is with nils from trust me i'm a physiotherapist um that's about all for today i think nothing else for me to say uh thank you again to bright and beer company the bright beer company.co.uk for sponsoring us that's fantastic thank you very much for the Alfist and bergamot um that was a beautiful product which i put a clip out there the other day and my face is just so happy from it um it smells great but yeah check out brian beer company if you're looking for something um, to make the beer look healthy and smell good that's where you need to go um, right thank you very much uh have a great month Um catch up with some of the ones you haven't listened to yet we'll see you later thank you bye-bye you're listening to run chat live podcast putting the evidence back into running injury and performance